0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
1: Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of of these productions quite simply the world doesn't need another one which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of the one show Welcome once again to The One the, 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 the one Show Show, where guests squashed onto an imaginary sofa, analyse and dissect a week's worth of BBC One's flagship early evening mediocre cast, with the kind of forensic level of detail ordinarily reserved for pod productions celebrating The Walking Dead or Avengers Infinity War. If you haven't seen every single episode of The One Show in the last week or so, then spoiler alert, this podcast contains evidence of Michael Hesseltine's direct links to the KGB, the direct and deliberate waterboarding of a ladybird and farmers who crave sex. Uniquely, this is a TV analysis show for people who have never and will never ever watch the programme concerned. So let's meet the guests who've been forced to watch it in order to bring their questionable wisdom to bear on nobody's favourite programme as one show style. They enter the studio from backstage to scant applause. First, producer Man Ginger, host of a podcast about episodes of Friends, creator of a musical show, and all round Dave Crib, Dave Crib, and the one show the 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 one show shows new unpaid intern, Cornelius Mendez. Yeah. Always like to bring a traditional one show style. Welcome to the guests. It because, was... you know, when you've watched episodes, they don't do it on every single one, I'll be honest. They don't always come awkwardly from backstage to applause from the crew. But I like to maintain that for this. It's the most welcome I've ever felt. Well, I know. I, I don't feel welcome no, at well, all. Well, you're not you're welcome. You're never welcome. Any I have a gap, career, as you know. You, you know what it's about. You know what you've been forced to do. Mm. I mean, had you ever, Dave, first of all, watched the one show before it was this a did we take your one show virginity not my one show virginity but
2: sort of active one show virginity so i've i've watched it's been on Usually before something else or after something else in the way that BBC One gets left on, but I don't think I would ever actively watched it. No, and actively watching it is a really different experience, isn't, isn't it? That's isn't and it though. I'm astonished that anybody does. I
1: don't know that they do. No, I think what's happened just by dint of this podcast now being three episodes in, the only people who have ever taken note—it's television wallpaper, isn't mm. it? It just sort of happens in the background. Well, it's like
2: that radio station you have on while you're doing something, isn't it? So you sort of are aware of the rhythm of it and the the format and the tone, but yeah. I don't. I think i've ever really listened
1: to what matt baker or alex jones say and no once you do there's yeah. a lot of questions to be asked well that's what we'll be answering uh of course cornelius uh, one show aficionado or first time dipper
3: well I- i'm of a much younger uh, cooler generation mm-hmm. than both of you uh so you're for not me aligned with that generation the one show started when i was at school yeah so was it 10 years ago or something? Um, so I, I used to watch it every day when I came home from school. Well, that's cause interesting. Because, that, you know, like we didn't have Sky in our house yeah. and that was just what you watched while you ate your dinner. And then the last time I remember watching it, it was just before Jason Manford got kicked off for twexting some someone who wasn't his wife. Yeah. So that's what I remember of it. Uh, and that was when it was back in West London, in Y City. So it's a new studio. Yeah. Which I've been in the studio. Have you now? Yeah, I've had the God tour. Thought you've interned everywhere. Um. <laughs> yeah, I haven't interned on the <laughs> one show. But I did an internship at the BBC, which included visiting the one show. I don't know yeah. why.
1: Okay. And did you, I mean, did that, ha- when you were watching it then for this, mm. did you bring any of that knowledge to bear? Were you sort of, did it detract? Were you sort of going, oh, I, I, oh, I know the, the backstage area
3: that we just mentioned. I know that stuff. There isn't sort of- a backstage area. Oh, where like did they proper- come from, the guests then? Just behind the camera, John. Right. 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 No. Yeah. But they don't, they, they don't know, you see. You watched not? it enough. No,
1: they don't. They come through a load of scenery.
3: <laughs> yeah. I didn't know It varies that. guest to I've, guest I've, to be I'm, honest with you. I've only in preparation on this managed to catch two episodes the first of which I only saw 20 minutes and that David already started it then so I didn't see the start so yeah. I haven't and I don't remember watching the start but, of the second episode. Well, either. let's talk
1: about what you have seen then, what horrors, you know, in a Lovecraftian universe. It's like something Lovecraft invented. It's like it's part of the uh, Cthulhu mythos. It's like it's sort of fallen out of a different universe. Um, and, but to be clear, for those coming to this for the first time, we're not just knocking the one shot. I mean, mm. it, it's a, on one level, it's a work of unparalleled genius because it takes dedication from a crew and a team to make it as bland as it is, <laughs> as far as I can... <laughs> You can't just do that by accident. No, no, this is a lot a, of effort. This is, a lot of effort goes into making it by the numbers. Mm. Um, so what stood out, Dave? What did, I mean, what did you watch? What did you see? I
2: watched a whole episode which could be subtitled the one where, I mean, I do a friend's podcast, so yes. that wasn't coincidence, but yeah. the one where they try and not say the bake-off. Because <laughs> it was an entire episode about Mary Berry's new great, I mean, I genuinely couldn't tell you what it's called. I assume it's the Great British Cooking Off. <laughs> show. The
1: Great British Cuck off Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> the entire episode was just people almost saying it's the Bake-Off but not. Uh, yeah. Because the format appears from what I can tell to be exactly the same. The way everybody talks about it is they're going to set Mary Berry's on it with two completely anonymous people that I couldn't tell you the names of still. And the, the my very favourite bit was uh, where Matt Baker said to Mary Berry, well the format's really interesting isn't it? There's, um, there's like ten different workstations in the room. It's It's actually very like... The weakest link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the country has won. Finish the sentence with the words
4: bacon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the weakest link. Uh,
4: but the, I mean, the studio is a very interesting concept because you've got kind of like. 10 kitchens it's all a bit like the weakest link really as you go through do, do the kit does it do they reduce then as the,
0: they as have it, they reduce is all that cooking the
4: they
2: do there? on that
1: remember uh, the weakest link, weakest link of sausages <laughs> yeah. you remember that where well, there are
2: 10 different kitchens in the weakest link studio i haven't seen that one but the only
3: a... way it's like the weakest link is that there's an old lady who you've just presumed had died on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know and again if you do sit down and watch it which you've had to do, it, it's their skill, and it is a skill, to switch between subjects because they, they throw a lot of shit at the wall, mm. then they and they and and they have to then sort of go, right, we've we've talked about that, and now we're gonna talk about this. And in some sometimes the crowbarring of of this the juxtaposition of what they want to get away in the half an hour by the way, why is it an hour on a Wednesday?
3: Well, yeah, ah, oh, no. Fuck that, right? Because <laughs> You asked us to do this podcast yeah. the day before we're recording. Yeah, we couldn't get Which any was a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Can I just say I've known since Monday, so there's yeah, only yeah, Cornelius. Yeah. So, and I was really busy yesterday and today. A lot I had of interning. Literally. A lot <laughs> of going on. Literally watched it live, and then me and Dave lived together. Oh, I know. And uh, yeah, I know it's the laziest do-
1: producing in the world. Who should we get on? I'll oh, ask my flatmate. <laughs> I don't technically produce this show, well, No, no one a, does. It it's important me. to remember that. <laughs> it's all part of the one family. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah, so I got in, and Dave was already watching one. And then he was like, oh, should we watch tonight's one live? And then we realised it was an hour long. And you know the reason why? It's because there's no EastEnders on BBC One. <laughs> is that the only day EastEnders is? Yeah, yeah, uh, weekday-wise. Is- what they
1: should have done, because on Monday, was it Monday or was it late last week, they had someone from EastEnders on the show to promote EastEnders Mm. and you think well the only people watching this are just waiting for EastEnders EastEnders, anyway that's the one that doesn't need promoting and I was confused as to to why they were promoting something that was on it was almost like well you know you're only sitting there because EastEnders is on so here's someone from EastEnders to at least maintain your
3: interest (laughs) vaguely (laughs) that makes sense to me though why wouldn't they do that? Well, I suppose. People waiting for East they EastEnders. Just do that every day then? Exactly, yeah. It'd be like an EastEnders podcast before EastEnders <laughs> is on. Or like which? EastEnders' little brother.
2: I work on another show that comes directly before EastEnders on a Friday night. And the, it's a, like a new music, live music yeah. show. So it's the complete different target audience. So every week we try and put in a joke about Ian Beale, just because we know approximately half the audience watching will just be waiting, waiting for EastEnders East yeah. to start, yeah.
1: Um, the, one thing they did on that programme as well, the One Show like to get quite obsessed with their, I suppose, their social action campaigns, mm. right? And at the moment, it's one of them is single-use plastics, right? We've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, and every week they bang on about... They either fill that forecourt outside with plastic... Or they have a film of someone picking up some plastic from a beach. But this week on that episode, they went one bit because we're all bored of the plastic now. Mm. I mean, if, if a single-use plastic package comes on, I will technically just go. Oh, I've seen that. But this week, the, whoever's directing it just got a bit excited because there was a point. Of, it was like litter was being collected from the point of view of litter. So they, they, so there's someone walking down the beach on a Scottish island, the island of Isla, right, right. Uh, with a litter picking. Grabber?
3: Is that what they call it? Litter
1: picker, little picker. Yeah. If you like, yeah. yeah. as my daughter would call it a thongy grabber. I, I don't know. Mm, I don't
3: probably like correct it, her on that. Yeah, What's um, she using it
1: for? Well, she's mixed God, up the you, word tongs you... and grabber. I can't. To- <laughs> I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. Anyway, and they're picking up litter, and then they show someone picking up some litter, and then it cuts to the point of view of the litter. So the thongy grabber comes down, grabs what is clearly a GoPro or something, <laughs> lifts it up, and then drops the whole camera in a bag. <laughs>
3: That's a waste of a camera,
1: a waste of isn't, camera it? isn't it? Yeah, but but it was the one shining moment of somebody doing something a little bit different. Like on it was show. peep show. Like it was peep show for litter. Do you imagine the pro- like somebody
2: in the production meeting has gone, guys? We need to see this from the yeah. perspective of the litter, yeah, because yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the perspective we've because never seen. Do you seen. know
1: why? Because we've been doing litter for fucking weeks, yeah. and everyone is bored of it. So we've had Chris Packham sitting in litter. We've had Michael Gove talking about litter. What have we done with litter? What about from the point of view of the litter? Do that.
2: Have they <laughs> done it from the point of view of the bin yet?
1: No. is already at the bottom of the bin. Yeah. Yeah, we, exactly. Just keep it as rolling. We, <laughs> as we've just learned. Next so, week, sorry, you're
3: going to insert litter into the camera now. <laughs> no, How's just, that going to work? The, the camera's in the bottom of the bin. Because yeah, we they... know.
2: We've seen the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, so if next week that is what they do, then you know they had two ideas in Nobody's one.
1: Nobody's watched more than one of these. That's the beauty apart of that. From
2: us. Well, the, the interesting thing about the One Show is that I'm astonished that they try and even come up with new ideas from week to week because. There can't be a repeat audience.
1: Like, there can't be people going, do you remember three weeks ago when Alex Jones said that thing? This is what they do. Now, this brings us neatly to uh, Handbrake Turn of the Week, which is a sort of occasional feature Mm. when anyone's noticed one. But they specialise at this. So here's this week's Handbrake Turn of the Week. Yeah. I'll let you decide, right? Okay. Uh, so, tell me if one of yours agree, if yours agree with either of these. Okay. Benjamin Zephaniah.
2: Um, yeah, there's one in that one, definitely. Uh,
1: and the band Blossoms and the trail oh, ahead no, to Oh, no, I didn't watch that one. Life. All right. The first, that's the Wednesday, wasn't it? Anna? Yeah, I watched the, watched the, the Blossoms episode. Yeah. So, the handbrake turn of the week, did you spot it? No. Okay, it was this, right? I think we're going to like this. So, at the beginning of the show, they trail what's coming up on the show, right? So, Matt Baker went, well, uh, Blossoms are back they've got a new single out and then they, they show a bit of their old single just yeah. to, so you remind yourself Charlemagne, Charlemagne. Uh, remind yourself <laughs> who four the Blossoms ago. were then they, this is again this is why I'm now addicted to it like it's a kind of heroin for the eyes and ears right Matt Baker went uh, Blossoms are back they've got a new single out can't wait to hear it now seven years ago we told you the story of no, a nine year old boy who was born without his right ear
3: he's lucky because <laughs> Blossoms are shit <laughs> Honestly, I hate Blossoms. They're they're worse. And even worse is they're worse live. So I don't know why they're going on the one show. I mean, to be honest, that was a, a match made in heaven for me.
4: <laughs> uh, with Love Blooming here in the studio, we have got the perfect band to set the tone. Blossoms are with us. They are back with their brand new album Cool Like You and they're going to be performing live for us at the end of the show with a song that I've heard loads on the radio. I love it. Yeah,
5: you do, don't you? Now, seven years ago, we told the story of nine-year-old Ethan who was born without his right ear pioneering surgery meant that doctors were able to use cartilage from his ribs to create
1: would well, you well. rather would you donate your ears to that boy in order to not have to hear blossoms anymore is that uh,
3: alright <laughs> <Yeah, that laughs> <was>, oh, <laughs> I see away. so I wouldn't have to yeah, yeah. Uh, no I wouldn't because no, there's lots of good I didn't even make that link
2: but I did I watched that first yeah. half of that that's the Wednesday hour that inappropriate that's
3: awful. to go
1: to go I can't wait to hear that now
2: here's a boy without an ear one boy that certainly won't be hearing blossoms tonight <laughs> But did you notice that Alex Jones' script for that link as well? This is what I noticed. And I don't know if it's just her Welsh accent and the way she emphasises certain syllables. Yeah. But about the fourth word was... Uh, yes, see the little boy without an ear has had pioneering new surgery. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> and she really stressed yes! the ear of
2: pioneering. This is, the thing. This is exactly. I was the like,
1: thing. That's either really they've put that in deliberately yeah. or they just aren't aware. We're still not sure. Like right? no. we as we've gone on with this, we're not sure whether or not the, the one show is self-aware. Mm. Okay. I like to think that because the people making it are people who work in TV. They're smart people who work in TV, they know what they're doing. And they're working on this show that's like just they know no one cares. Yeah. So it, it makes sense for them to slip this sort of stuff in. But I, So I don't know. I mean, if you are, do work for The One Show and you want to contact us anonymously, mm. then do. How do they do that? Have we got an email? We have got an email, but I don't remember the address. Oh, why are you looking at me? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah.
1: I don't produce this show. We, <laughs> we, we are guests not. on this show. <laughs> John, we the, haven't worked with you for months. <laughs> I know, I know. And can <laughs>
3: you stop ringing us each
1: day? <laughs> <laughs> the The One Show Show at Outlook.com. I think there is a Twitter
2: there. as well, isn't it? Which is at The One Show Show. Yeah, because they've put two
1: versions in. In. Yeah, because Twitter wouldn't like it. I
2: know that from listening to previous ones. It is worth flagging up that the three of us used to do a radio show together for, 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 quite, anybody who doesn't know. for a long time, which is all those references to yeah. us not having worked together. For, but we haven't. It's been months. Yeah,
3: it's been mm. getting the band back together. Yeah. Um, Can we talk more about the way? ear thing? Yeah. Because I thought that was really weird. They showed the piece of footage of the clip of the guy because this guy, like you said, they made an ear for him and yeah. stuck it on the side of his head. And they showed this piece of footage where it was just like sort of Like flat skin on the side of his head. And then they went and watched the ear develop. And you're just like, what happens? And what they do is they sort of suck all the air out from underneath the skin. And then the ear, which is underneath, because you think they're going to stick it on. but The ear's already in there. It comes out. And it's like vacuum. Now, my brother is half deaf. Pardon? My brother (coughs) is half deaf. And the reason he is half deaf was because my other my eldest brother once during a game of where can we put the Hoover, and <laughs> the Hoover nozzle, uh, put it against my brother's ear and sucked his eardrum out. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether it's worth going back with the Hoover because that cured this it, it, little boy. It, yes, it did. Pull the rest of the ear out. Yeah. Yeah. Ear, yeah. How yeah. Did you go the through the dust bag for the eardrum? my dad genuinely did. Yeah. <laughs> of course you did. He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. No so no I was just wondering do, whether put it's... it put tick back in. Well, no, I just, most hoovers have the thing where you just reverse the cycle, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> just what is it? I don't know. No, just they blow do. out. No, they, they don't. They do i was thinking of a leaf blower. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: that would be good, another, a leaf blower. Another another story from Cornelius youth there. Paints a really <laughs>
2: bleak image of your childhood when we know every day bath. you came home, watched the one show while your brother's hoovered bits of your body.
3: They were left to do the Hoovering whilst I was in the bath. God, God, was coming really to there.
1: <laughs> Did you see who was the guest? Was it Rylan? Rylan. yeah. I don't really, know, I don't know who Rylan is. I've I seen do. it. I know, but he's a very, very odd-looking man. Like yeah, Rylan, yeah. He it? looks.
3: like He has a shoebox for a head. He does, with just sort of white teeth painted. I onto don't it. like
1: it. I don't like what he looks like at all. It's just weird and fake and and odd. odd. But he's—did you see the, the, when it cut back to after they sucked the ear shape on the boy's head? <laughs>
3: yeah, I know what you go. Gonna... <laughs>
1: Ryland's
3: was looked aghast.
1: Yeah, he was, yeah, he, he, was
3: like, he was like everyone at home just going.
0: Sure. I mean, I
3: know it's it's really revolutionary science and good for that kid, but at the same time, it is rank. It was weird,
1: and Ryland just sort of Ryland, summed it up for a nation. As mm, it's the first emotion his face has ever shown <laughs> since all <laughs> the plastic surgery. Also, on that episode, by the way, there was a there was a, they cut to one of their packages, which was about very tenuous things. Well, the weather's been bad this mm. week because it had been the rain and stuff. So, and you, you know, you might have had a few you know, thinking, oh, it's April in the April showers. Um, But what was it like for insects? And then they cut to this film of this insect expert where they got macro lens cameras and they'd created, they created with green screen and some twigs, this world for insects to show you how rain, again, only the one show could do this, to just cut from that to, uh, and how does rain affect insects? And then the line that I remember was, the man said, "A, a raindrop falling on a ladybird is like hitting it with a water cannon, like hitting a human with a water cannon. And so they basically waterboarded a ladybird, just just on the telly. They got a ladybird, and they just threw raindrops at it,
3: and it looked really. Un- I've never seen a ladybird looking. So they went. What we're doing now is as cruel yeah. <laughs> as literally shoving a hosepipe up a man's arse.
1: Yeah, well, that's an enema, not a waterboard. It but, we'll you know, still... whatever you did in your house as a child with a reverse hoover full of water. Well, they were hoovering business.
2: downstairs <laughs> and you were in the back. <laughs> is...
1: Well, they were basically waterboarding an
6: insect. How do they get away with
1: all... that? I don't know. I t- it's... Well, you asked the question, how do they get away with most things on The One Show?
6: Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast, Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way.
4: I mean, if we're talking lacquer, like we need to go back to Polly, who's got <laughs> 28 cans of Elmer. in Dawn. There.
6: It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. That swing pool looks freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's important. He, he doesn't really acknowledge how grave What an ocean of trouble Thank you it is. This is why we got you on your bloody brain That's all I've got, I'm leaving now Available from your usual podcast supplier Find us on Twitter at alwaystherepod
3: Somebody's nicked my bloody boat
7: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Rule of Three,
4: a podcast presented by me, Joel Morris, and me, Jason Hazley, in which we talk to people who make comedy about the films, and TV, and books, and records, and comics, and people
6: that make them laugh. She doesn't want people having a go at Martin, (laughs) even though she can. And that's true of... I mean, most of my friends are idiots, but they're my friends.
2: I never really understood what Hans Soler did for a job.
6: (laughs) You don't need to know anything more than, like, he's just sobbing (laughs) while being punched in the balls.
4: They were just trying to make each other laugh in the office. You have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience. (laughs) (laughs) Write your own jokes in the morning, you lazy bastard. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter. At Rule of Three Pod. Rule of Three. Available
1: now from All Good Podcast EA.
4: Welcome to Monday's One Show with Angelica Bell.
5: And Matt Baker. Tonight we're exploring the life and rhymes of one of the UK's most popular poets.
4: Yeah, he's also a musician, an activist, and the only member of the Peaky Blinders cast with a real Brummy accent. Let's welcome <laughs> Benjamin Zephaniah. <laughs>
1: Ben- Benjamin's definitely he's talking about his book. he's doing some poetry and he's, you know, he's there and he's been around a long time and he's uh, hugely regarded and they're sort of uh, you know he's a poet and he's the voice of a black generation yeah. uh, and they, they cleverly did that thing of going and your mum by the way was part of the Windrush generation it yes. was the day Amber no, had resigned yeah. the Monday she resigned on the Sunday um, and they spoke to him as an icon I suppose of black culture in Britain uh, and what a positive role model that he was then they went as it does that thing of just cutting back to that camera of Alex and Matt and yeah. they just went thanks Benjamin now stop, stop and, and search stop search <laughs> (laughs) That's the one.
4: When I was a kid, I wrote to Bob Marley and he he wrote a letter back to me. And Family Man, the bass player, remembered that. So they knew where I was coming from. Well, you go on to talk about that. You talk about Nelson Mandela and him reading your poems in in prison and what have you. I mean, it is a fascinating read, it really is. And The Life and Rhymes of Benjamin Zephaniah is out on Thursday. And you can also see Benjamin on his UK tour which starts in May uh, right moving on now to the issue of stop and search now when the head of Scotland
0: Yard
2: No, um, that for, really? me, for me the whole opening of that episode was a massive like double gear shift because it was a prop because the, the best thing I think we, can, we all know the best thing about the one show right is the theme tune oh <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah it's so good but, like, the, it's the,
2: really good it's, it, must, it's, it must be really unfulfilling and like, dissatisfying for a producer or anyone working on that show to know that the best bit of your show is always over 40 seconds in but <laughs> when that theme she finishes and it's such like way, applause applause way, one one da, la, da, 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 da and then literally the gear change from that to Matt Baker going Benjamin Zephaniah Windrush and it was so, <laughs> so like sucked all the life out of the room I'm straight ask, away I'm going to
1: ask you the question I've asked this before on here but I've not got a satisfactory answer yet right the, when the one show titles start mm. and you know and they, they have the on BBC One they have the oneness yes. little idents that they have with you know cavers and people on the moors or whatever yeah Right, and then you go, it's time for The One Show.
6: Yes, well, he's ahoy for Home From Home at 9.30. Now, if it's live music you want, it's live music you'll get. Sounds like Friday night is here in half an hour. But first, The One Show brings in the weekend.
1: And then... The graphics start with all the moving one-show mm. letters, but the music Before takes the music. about a second yeah. and a half to catch up. <laughs> and I don't. And then every time I go, just match that up, Yeah, it worked much better. It's Why haven't so you weird. put those things together? I just don't see what that's this for. This is another thing to add to the or list. Or is it just to give you the opportunity to go, oh, no, God, and just turn it on? No, because the theme tune's the best the bit. Off. Yeah.
2: You, you've got 40 seconds of warning, you're going, this is a great 40 seconds of my life, and
1: then it's going to get turgid. <laughs> so Cornelius, as a sort of um, return returner to the one show then, I suppose, yeah. what, what else did you take from it this week?
3: Well, I think the presenters are awful. Alex Jones and Matt Baker are not very good. What the, aren't they? Well, the thing is, when I, the main one I watched, they were opposite Sarah Cox, who's one of my favourite broadcasters Rylan who I think is a very good TV he's a dreadful no he's really he's a good, good presenter, TV yeah. presenter really good and really funny and natural and he did and just it's, opposite. This is two. the opposite of natural. Yeah, I know, but he is very good at it. Right. And then there's that, Charles Corrin, who was boring. So, yeah, so, but I just thought, like, it was so awkward in everything they said. Like, with the ear thing, they went into a package about printing 3D um, printing ears, 3D printing ears yeah. and all sorts of organs yeah. and stuff like that, and how that was on its way. And I got Doctor on after the package to ask him about it. And then Alex Jones asked the funniest question, and it was so unaware. She went, so they're were, they were really bigging this up, and she obviously went, like, in the ear, someone went, balance, it's for BBC. So, so Alex Jones just went, well, there's also an ethical question to this. She said, for example, if Matt Baker had a heart attack here, she went, they could give him a new heart. As if that was an ethical problem. <laughs> as if, no, people are going to keep this man alive. <laughs> I was like, oh God,
5: yeah.
7: <laughs> but I suppose yeah.
5: there is an ethical question, though, isn't there, Sam? Because you know these advancements are, are wonderful, but as long as they use, I suppose, in the right way. Because you could essentially create the perfect human, couldn't you? Or you know, athletes could. You know, you could create an athlete that had you know bigger lungs, or you know, a, a stronger heart, or even when all of you know, say, Matt. Mm-hmm not that I'm wishing it on you, had a cardiac arrest. Um, but you could replace his heart. You know, people could just live on and on, couldn't they? That's right. Eventually. So where's the boundaries then? So. Uh...
3: Uh, also, looking at Matt Baker reminds me of death because he was a, one of my Blue Peter presenters and he had this really cute dog called Meg and every time I see it, I was like oh remember Meg and then I just go oh, that's dead
1: right so anyway uh, the <laughs> you mention um, presenters the now they do obviously have a lot of different presenters right
2: so this is the thing I don't know how you even have decided that they're not very good because have you watched one more, more than one episode where both of them are there yeah Well, like, every single one I watched had at least one different presenter who else was in it for you Angelica, Angelica Bell, Bell yeah. Sally
1: Phillips Sally Phillips Fi- that's what I wanted to talk about yeah. Sally Phillips now I love Sally Phillips mm. right Sally Phillips is brilliant Comedic actress, right? Really funny. You know, Alan Partridge. Oh, she's amazing. You know, know, Chris Morris. All that. She's of that world. Mm. And then she's presenting the one show. But I'm thinking, how is... Has she done it before? I don't know. This is the first time I've seen her do it. I have no idea. But what was funny, that she had a very actressy chat because Amanda Waterface was on wasn't she? yeah from Sherlock, Sherlock and stuff and bits, yeah. promoting whatever she was, uh, was safe it? safe with Dexter mm. the serial killer Dexter but they had what they had Alex was sitting there but then Sally and Amanda Abington had a very actressy chat which alienated Alex Jones and if you watch it you can see on her face that she's not liking this at all because it's live she's got nothing about it but they start talking about the worst makeup trailers and they start throwing around uh, working with American actors Mm. And Alex Jones is just starting to look a bit sort of trying to regain it back because it starts to be all about Sally Phillips. Yeah, no fault. She's an actress. That's yeah. just what happens. And, and she was trying to get a word in because Sally and Amanda were banging on about American sets and stuff. And so Alex then leapt in going, well, you know, all episodes of Safer turn available to stream for May the 10th. And Sally Phillips went, that's my birthday. (laughs) And 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 then she turned to Sally Phillips and went, it's not all about you. Like that, right? In a jokey way. she (laughs) goes, oh, it's not all about you. It's not all about. And then Sally Phillips has gone, oh, so narcissistic. Never have me back.
5: Disgusting. Did he have any sort of American remedies? Because sometimes they do that. No, they, and not like an He's American. not like that. Because sometimes actors will come in and they go, oh, you have to have this, it's like loads of black pepper yeah, and, and turmeric and, pepper, and maple syrup, and then they spit in it and they yeah. go,
6: it yeah. works and every then you time. Drink it under the set, moonlight, literally, set drama queens. honestly. Yeah. you mix um, it in a cauldron with witches.
5: <laughs> well, all eight episodes of Safe will be available to stream on the tenth of May, which is my birthday. Is it? Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Watch all of them. Happy birthday! Thank Sarah. you. Thank That's you. That's for you. All about you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm can not, you believe I'm a it? Narcissist. In a gritted
1: teeth way, but you could sort of sense. She's she's a little jokily, but yeah. she means that As soon as
2: that comes off air she she's was going, not, not having not her it.
3: Again. Add her to the blacklist. Sally Phillips is, is above the one show for me. She was really good on Taskmaster. Hmm. So why would you do the one show? Well,
1: I guess I guess for money. Um, on that episode as well, they had... They always do at the beginning, and you may have noticed this, where they punt out for viewers to get involved by sending in pictures of something or other that they hold up at the end. <laughs> oh, gotcha. On this one, it was because they had the, the royal baby. So yeah. they, it was like, if you... It was literally this. You've
2: got a royal baby. <laughs> <If> you, yeah. <laughs> you,
1: yeah, it was very niche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the well, the queen's. It yeah. <laughs> it. Was, if, you've got, if you've got a Louis in
3: your family... That's Same. the name of my deaf brother.
0: Well, well you see,
1: why didn't you send I a picture of his phone. eardrums
3: <laughs> stuck down a hoover? You could have sent one in twice this week. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is a show for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah Maybe we even covered the actual editorial <laughs> policy behind the one show and they pick one member of the UK public every week <laughs> with the and they that theme, theme the whole thing around
1: them. Right, he's deaf. Chuck it in. His name's Louis. This is fine. <laughs> I was thinking, right, okay, so... Right, now, I don't know how many people watch The One Show, but as we've discussed before, on Twitter, bear in mind it's the flagship show mm. of the BBC, right? This is their early on every day. It's got 44,000 followers. That's not enough, is it? For, for the flagship, I mean, like I said, I'm not knocking it no. from my figures, but when you think Christian Guru Murthy's got 415,000 or whatever it might, yeah. that is not enough for the flagship. Right. So for a start, they're punting out going, right, uh, do you have someone called Louis in the family? Send us a photo. Now already you're going to a small audience mm. in terms of that. Then it's an audience who have to be actively trying to get involved. Then it's someone who's got time to send a picture of someone called Louis, it right, and I'm thinking you are. This is not gonna fly. I no, don't think. I mean, I know. Is it anyway? at The end of the show, right? They they said, and, and uh, so we, earlier on, we asked for your pictures of Louis if you got a Louis in the family, and then then my went. Well, your Louis photos have um have crashed our servers, and then they said, so we've only got two. <laughs> <laughs> it slipped through before the servers crashed
2: we got so many we decided as a punishment because you sent us too many we will only show you two of them that's astonishing
3: I'm surprised that they didn't have like footage of a fire engine just blowing out like you know hosing down servers at the BBC or something
2: but that's the thing that's the weird bit where the one show isn't knowing at all because it would have been fine to say oh it's quite a niche one wasn't it like babies called Louis yeah and no wonder we only got two. But they don't. They have to try and cover it up again. Yeah. Go. We got 10 million photos. So we're only <laughs> going to show you two of them.
1: There was a, a nice bit as well when... This was on the Benjamin Zephaniah yeah. programme. And it's, another, it's not quite a handbrake term, but it's one of those one-show moments that you can only get from live television that's trying to do all these different things. Right? Mm. So they said to Benjamin Zephaniah, right, your mum was part of the Windrush generation. And, and he said... Well, you see, for many, it's, it's actually a, genuinely a matter of life and death. And, you know, they looked quizzically at him. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, he's, a, he's a Brummie, isn't he, uh, Benjamin Zephano? He said, well, one man died. and yeah. uh, And he lost his life and his work and his home. And he lost everything and he lost the will to live. And, he, uh, and it went a bit quiet. Yeah. And he just went, and this, uh, you know, this news came through, he, he just died of a broken heart. And that man could, you could see him going, I need to get this back round to where we were because we weren't expecting that. And mm. he just went, Wow. Great to have you here. <laughs> it's just... It's not quite a handbrake turn, yeah. but it's, a, it it's was. a lovely link. That whole it's start of nice. that show. Anyway, <laughs> that, so uh, why really... do squirrels eat nuts? We've we've sent Matt Allwright out to a squirrel factory. Like...
3: That reminds me of, and I don't think you'll put this in, of an award ceremony I went to. It was a young people award ceremony, yeah. and it was radio presenters hosting the thing. And one uh, someone won... And they won the award for best female of that industry, and best female presenter, yeah, y- yeah, or you know, best best geographer woman. if it was a geography awards I was at. Oh, I see. I'm <laughs> keeping it vague. <laughs> and she came up. up and did this huge speech on feminism and how people in her show had been like victims of abuse, and she thanked them for taking part in the show. But what you have to remember is in. In the context of quite a young award ceremony with like fun presenters, and she she really caught the room. It was really good, and obviously the presenters had to bring it back round. So one of the presenters just walked back up to um, the microphone after, sort of, and just went hashtag deep,
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it was the <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> just well, you know
1: you get as a live presenter like that you're desperately oh, got yeah. to do something mm. but I don't know what, like what so to do, just go yeah. wow <coughs> great, great night to you. have
2: you here there was um later in the Benjamin Zephaniah episode there was that bit on sign language there was a package on sign yes. language and they- by the
1: way you may not have noticed uh you probably wonder what that lady was doing in the corner but because of the one show doing signing this week uh we do have a, this whole podcast is being signed for the deaf which is your <laughs> ben, your brother and that yeah, nine-year-old yeah. <laughs> so so if either of those people are listening trying to listen to well, this well they're both we do have deaf. a signer in the yeah they're they both, are but, yeah. but combined but they do warrant the, lady in the corner. hello by the way is just using one hand so that's why but we are signing this podcast and we think that's important
2: sorry no no but i was gonna say so the whole it was actually really interesting there was a sign as a an adele concert and a sam smith concert and it was quite fast like really interesting to see that whole the whole thing was about inclusivity and like you know making sure that deaf people could experience the same things as uh, as people that were able to hear at these concerts and then it cut back to her in the studio uh and she was a sign a signer i don't know what yeah that'll do yeah a signer yeah she called marie and for her entire interview with Alex and... No, Angelica Bell and Matt. Yeah. She was signing.
1: Yeah. But they kept
2: cutting away. (laughs) They kept just just doing cutaways to like Benjamin Zephaniah or Angelica Bell nodding. And they just done this whole four minutes about how inclusivity is so important. And she's obviously making such a real effort on the one show. And they just... The problem is lack of inclusivity. And then the director just going, camera three.
1: (laughs) Benjamin's grinning. It's like... (laughs) It was. I thought that was interesting, because again, we like to ask on this show things you that are interesting. Mm. Things, you know, dullest package of the week, we'll get on to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but the most interesting, things you learned. And mm-hmm. that is one, isn't it? I didn't know yeah. either. Because I've always thought, why deaf people at concerts, why are they signing? What are you getting from Yeah, that? right. But it turns out it's vibration, it's atmosphere. And the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff. But, you know, and I've often wondered why. But you're right, she was doing Sam Smith, wasn't she? Yes. And, uh, but then she started talking about, did Benjamin ask her about how to sign rap singers or Yeah. Something.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right? She
2: was talking about signing rapping. Yeah,
1: but I was rather they do it
3: themselves, don't they? They're all like that when they. <laughs> it's a
1: very good visual
3: joke. You yeah, no, yeah, well yeah. it is. Yeah, the sign in the corner. Yeah. look really confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just told her to fuck off. <laughs> but
1: then she started saying, "Oh yeah, because rap, signing rap music is really is really a specialist thing." Mm. And you think, "Yeah, because you've got to sign the n word." <laughs> You've got a sign, putting a glock in, yo pussy. Why? How do you do that? And I'm genuinely interested in that. I don't know. No. I once went on a, 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 a... You won't remember. You certainly won't because you weren't born. But Ralph Little. Remember Ralph Little yeah. off of... you know, remember, but I don't remember, remember Ralph, Ralph Little. little. Yeah. Anyway, he had a chat show on BBC Three. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Oh, exactly. Right, anyway. So I was a guest. I know.
2: Courtney is talking about BBC Three. He doesn't remember BBC Three. <laughs> Before it went online.
1: Oh, right. at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was a guest on it, right. And there was a signer, right? And as part of that... We were quite interested in that. And, and I asked her and, and I said what's the what's the sign because I think I used I can't remember somebody used not me someone used the word wanking or wanker on the you know is it a very edgy BBC 3 it was he wasn't it yeah it was yes <laughs> and um, anyway so I said what's the sign for wanker
3: and she just Did the (laughs) wanking Oh yeah. That is one of the stupidest questions I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: but I thought it might be
3: something, you know, like
1: where you touch your head or you I didn't know. No, it's just anyway, I was just wondering what the whole signing thing for the N-word and putting it. I think we something we didn't learn from the one show. Absolutely. It's a question that Matt and Alex deliberately avoided. Yeah or Angelica or whoever it was that day.
2: Let's not hold Alex to account for that lack of judgment.
1: All right, look, here's a question for you. Right, so on other podcasts that talk about TV shows, yeah. specifically The Walking Dead, because that gets a lot of fan analysis. Now, mm. on The Walking Dead, they discuss in detail the death of cast members, because that happens quite a lot. Sure. On the Walking Dead. So we, we like to do the same thing as that. Now, as aren't spoilers, because no one from The One Show has actually died on screen yeah um, exactly but if they were to here's my question Cornelius if if a member of the one show was to die a cast guest uh, segment presenter was to die how would you like to see them go and who would it be
3: yeah I didn't like this right when you asked us uh To think about To think about Because I just think It's a bit unfair Because you know Like I think it's a People don't mean To do the one show They don't mean it To be that bad So taking part I don't think They deserve to die No no But they
1: always like Doing good things On the forecourt outside And this would be A spectacular ending To an
3: episode Well well, I've chosen Mary Berry (laughs) Just because she's The oldest So You're obsessed And I thought She was dead (laughs) (laughs) Um I'd like her to die really quickly and peacefully in her sleep, uh, just because I don't, I don't want to bring. Because I like Mary Berry. Yeah. I think either that or in a fist fight with Fruit Leaf. Dave, did you ever think about this? Yeah. So uh, mine relates
2: to something I think we might talk about shortly. You know, you've mm-hmm. already mentioned is the most boring segment of the week. Oh
1: well. good. So let's, if let's, I can
2: tie them both like, in.
1: Well, if you'd like to sort of tenuously link to both, allow the one. La show the one. Show. Then, yeah. Then, yeah.
2: So yeah. So the most boring segment for me was a segment about wildlife photography where the one show <laughs> oh, yeah. interviewed their own cameramen. As a, so they went, for those of you that enjoy the one show wildlife segments, we've got some new cameramen doing it. I don't give a shit. If I like the wildlife, I want to look at the elephants or the bears or whatever. Yeah. But then they proceeded to do a behind the scene, you know, like the bit of at the end of Blue Planet where, oh, yeah, they which go, is, this is how we, bit. which is amazing. Yeah. It wasn't like that. But shit, <laughs> it was just the one show people following like a small dog around or yeah. something like that. And then they interviewed them afterwards.
3: Yeah, because the package itself was so long and yeah. you're like, it ended and you're like, thank God. Yeah. And then you realise they're sat in oh, amongst it the
2: of pot plants yeah. in
3: the studio where you're just going my licence fee paid for those
2: (laughs) and it's what it happens quite a lot on the one show it's happened a couple of times and it happened with in the Benjamin uh, Zephaniah episode there was the guy that did the stop and search VT yes and obviously he's not a like seasoned broadcaster. So there's always that slight thing where they feel they look a little bit uncomfortable on camera. Yeah. And the ones to do this all the time. So these two wildlife photographers, obviously, and in their VT they did say something like, I don't like being this side of the camera. Like my entire yeah, job all, is being the I'm other not side of it. it. And like, no, I'll we'll fucking deal with it because we're gonna meet you. And they interviewed them for fucking ages, and it was so unbelievably dull. Uh, so I would like one of them to die in a wildlife uh, <laughs> Which shoot? animal would you like Well, no, I, think, maul, I think. think for it to be in keeping in the one show style, it has to be nothing to do with anything interesting. So actually, I'd like them to shoot the, the world's most deadly animal yeah. very successfully and then like choke on a Malteser afterwards. Because <laughs> I think that is what would happen on the one show. They, no, it wouldn't be even that interesting. Or like
3: like concerts. they might just die peacefully in their sleep after dealing with that. <laughs> the most... Annoying thing about that, it was like a good seven minutes. of that was immediately followed was because Mary Berry was on to plug this new cooking show is that they had uh, viewers at home cooking in their kitchens and the way they linked them up to the show was via webcam and Skype (laughs) and the connections were so poor and I was just like just send your fucking (laughs) cameramen who you've been boasting about to their houses to do the easiest gig of their life instead of just going
2: risotto (laughs) (laughs) that was full of that. that that section where so did you see did you watch this episode i did not see this episode this is the mary berry one they're doing the great British cook so they thought the idea will be we'll have three homes across the uk very well this one in wales one in north london the the classic
1: around the countryness of the one
2: and they all had 20 minutes to do a thing and there were a couple of really exciting really interesting things about this one was a guy in north london a guy called raj who was wearing what you would probably describe as a slightly flamboyant shirt yeah but it was like he'd felt like they got so excited about that. And Matt Baker said, "This is brilliant." When he saw a man <laughs> yeah. just wearing a slightly unconventional shirt,
1: oh, and although show pushing big, it to yeah. the limit tonight,
2: that is the level at which his excitement has to peak.
5: Kitchen number two, who's doing the cooking, and where are you? Hey, I'm Raj, and I'm in <laughs> Northwest London.
4: <laughs> This is brilliant. We already
2: love lo- this already, aren't you? <laughs> but then the problem was they opened the show with this. They were like, "Oh, let's go to your home in Swansea. You in North London. Oh, lo- lovely homes. You're going to carry on with some home cooking. And this is my homebreak turn of the week, which we've never actually got to. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, lovely. We'll check in back in there into their homes a little bit later on. Lovely home cooking. Homelessness is a
3: problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh,
1: no.
3: I, it's I remember. That. On purpose. Yeah.
1: I can't. Excellent. Oh. Go, go, go.
4: Like those stoves, what? get
5: chopping. <laughs> Looks so tidy, doesn't it? It, does, <laughs> it does, yeah. Won't be in the end. It won't be, no. Oh, now, just found <laughs>
1: the noodles. Go on.
5: <laughs> now, homelessness is a problem right across the UK, with 79,000 families... being. The, I
1: love the blossoms, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. Deaf kid with right. no yeah. ear. Home cooking? Yeah. Homeless- no, homelessness. Now, homelessness affects one in... Oh, I was like, oh my God. It's days. just because it's got the word home in it. You can't just... Just put it later. <laughs> put it later. There was a great bit, speaking of inappropriate. I don't know whether this... Is this one of the most inappropriate one-show moments? It was, it was a Sally Phillips. Mm. And it wasn't what she said about anything. It was just she said a sentence that you, you're thinking... That's probably not been said on the one show before. She was talking again, being actressy, um, about when she was a little anecdote from Sally Phillips about when Dune McKeegan phoned her up from the set of Wire in the Blood, and they were talking about actressy things. Yeah, you know, her and Amanda Abingdon, and they were talking about how to act with your face, how to which Ryland could not, by the way, because <clears throat> it doesn't move. How to act with your face? How to how to do a look that that conveys uh, you know a, an emotion or whatever it might be. And so she's dimmer king and said, uh, phone me up she said, I've got to do this scene where I open the door of my house to be told by whoever it was that my ex-husband, and she said this on the one show, my ex-husband has killed and eaten my lesbian lover. Uh, uh, said, First of all, I heard that and I go, okay. And then I sort of go, oh my God, she just said killed and eaten a lesbian lover on the one show. Yeah. It's not the place. It's not the place. No. And you could, there was a little, again, Alex's eyes just sort of went, and someone in her ear went, move on from this. Yeah. You're talking about eating, cannibalising lesbian people on an early evening flagship uh, kids having their tea like you Cornelius when you were young Um, sorry when you were watching
3: it oh right yeah I I I thought you were like no suggesting that I ate humans when I was young well
5: (laughs) (laughs) Dune McKeon once rung me up from the set of Wire in the Blood and she went Sal help me I've got to open the door to Robson Green he's going to say that my ex-husband has killed and possibly eaten my lesbian lover and, and have to say he's done what <laughs>
7: how do really, you do that really
1: hard not- let me uh, ask you whether you learned anything as well as we come to the end now really did you learn anything because i we've every week we've discovered from my guests that we actually we have learned a thing we didn't know before mm. was there anything you, you went oh all right okay
2: oh well, so growing in it i learned a lot about how they you know they can now grow organs and all that sort of 3d printing has all these useful functions uh, what I didn't learn, though, is properly, is where they get the cells from. Did you watch you The Ear, VT? Yes, yeah. And the presenter of it said to the scientist, uh, so where do these, because he said something like, oh, and we just use human cells rather than using plastics, you know, in 3D printing. But and we she might,
1: went. like plastic use on them. Also. No,
2: I don't even know them. <laughs> and he, and then the presenter goes, where do you get the cells from? And I was like, yeah, I'm fascinated. This is what I want to learn. And the scientist just goes, oh, we buy them. <laughs> they, we buy them commercially and then they just moved on I was like what from where you just nip down Morrisons and get a massive bag of cells that doesn't answer uh, that leaves me with more questions Best than they, I had yeah, before
1: yeah.
3: which was brilliant the presenters didn't
1: pick
2: yeah, up on that's the amazing.
1: Amazing. and they just cut
2: away to a new thing yeah,
1: and they're like yeah. squirrels again
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, did you learn anything, Cornelius? Well, not only has uh, Ryland never eaten an avocado, <laughs> but uh, he can't. His teeth—he can't eat. Yeah.
1: Ryland's teeth, by the way, are a his thing veneers. to behold, aren't they? I yeah. don't understand why he's so proud of them. They look stupid. They look. He's, does he sit like a whale? Does he sort of see <laughs> <you> through them? <laughs> oh, They're so big. They fill his face up. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing.
3: Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so Rylan has never eaten an avocado, which was an exclusive scoop from Giles' core, and so there was an excuse for him to be there. But what I did learn uh, were the irrational dislikes of random members of the public. <laughs> Sorry, they did a whole Thanks. package. Yeah, yeah. when it was on
1: Just what, completely
3: unintroduced like? as well, because they were talking about sheep and how Giles had some sheep, and Rylan, I think, said, oh, I don't like sheep. And they pounced on that. They went, as if they've had this package in, like, in their back pocket for years. Go, what's that? You don't like something? Well, Carrie, formerly of Fame Academy, has been out onto the streets to ask what irrational dislikes are you secretly harboring?
5: untouchable.
4: It's not my kind of music, but obviously it's very popular and people like that. But you know, it's uh... I don't know, I just don't get a hype.
5: Are you at the point of irritation when it comes to Ed Sheeran?
4: When everyone else, you know, says he's best thing since sliced bread. Is it because <laughs> of Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, no,
2: he wasn't great in that He was he, to be honest. When I go home, my wife watches an Indian soap opera and this soap opera have like, a
4: 20 episode, <laughs> and it's never-ending. And every day, same opera, same time. And when we when try to talk, she says, shut up. And, you know, she's missing out something. And it's just terrible. I can't, I can't stand it.
1: You might be honestly, this might, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe that's, maybe it isn't planned. Maybe they do have a back pocket full of packages yeah.
3: that they... Or well, maybe it's live them. and they're really just putting Carrie on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yes, yeah, so I learned that um, uh, random members of the public don't like TV soaps. The new Star Wars film... Ed Sheeran, Indian soaps, as in soap operas, <laughs> <laughs> and the mu- and Carrie doesn't like the musical Hamilton. Oh yeah, right. They went obviously went back to the studio mm-hmm. and asked the guests this. Sarah Cox doesn't like Dill. Ryland doesn't like crumbs. Yeah. Uh, uh, to which Alex's advice was, "Well, don't eat toast then." Thanks, Alex. That was a on BBC one. <laughs> and then uh, oh the crumbs we never found out what Giles didn't like because the crumbs conversation really took he off he
1: should know what he should have said right he should have said dough yeah
3: because then I mean imagine the fun they could have had
1: with dill and dough
0: I mean <laughs> I, you know
1: they missed the trick there someone should have said I don't like dill I don't like dough
3: then Giles Corrin uh, went on to talk about monkey nuts but not disliking them but that was very much a crumbs based <laughs> conversation that's another thing I learned. Giles Corrin and Ryland are good friends yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Good
1: odd so, minute on that
3: Odd
2: little that? pairing
1: I learned that uh, In Lord Heseltine's garden mm. So they went to do a film A package In Lord Heseltine Michael Heseltine Former Defence Secretary You know Deputy Prime Minister Under Mrs Thatcher All that sort of stuff yeah. Dog uh, strangler dog <laughs> Murderer of dogs Exactly Google it. I don't mean
3: he murdered it <laughs> He
1: murdered it And they <laughs> Went um, They went to his house He's got 70 acres He lives in this What a complete cliche Of a Tory Grand country house now, bear in mind, an MP's salary is about 80K, mm. right? Probably less when he was an MP, uh, right? You go, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a classic example of Tory who makes their money elsewhere, yeah. doesn't he? So he's, you know, all those... Anyway, uh, and then they're walking around the garden and they were in a corner and he's got a massive statue, and I mean, ma- I mean, properly big, of Lenin, right, in his garden. And, the, and the presenter went, well, that's unusual, isn't it? You've got a big bust. I mean, it was like huge. You've got a big bust of Lenin in your garden and and his wife said this is lady hustle time said oh yeah and again more questions Dave more questions yeah. right that didn't get picked up on her yes yeah. right and she said oh yeah yeah we got that <laughs> Michael and I we got that uh, from the top of a KGB building in Latvia and then they just cut to something else I don't know and look at these hydrangeas no back to the le- back to the KGB statue what yeah how did you what do you mean
2: I can only assume they're saving that for an entire one show
3: yeah, that's awesome. what I was oh, say. that must be it because entire episode if not a yeah. one show investigation
2: special. actually going back to that thing you just said about uh, maybe it is all unplanned and you know, they just wait for a guest to say something. Yeah. And then they go, oh, there's a VT that we've had in the back. Maybe that is the reason for all the handbrake turns. Maybe it's just an incorrect algorithm. So they hear a guest go, oh, home cooking. And someone in the office goes homelessness home, and they go, there you go Alex, it's homelessness. Oh, perfect! And it pops up on the auto. You may have solved. And she goes, oh, we'll hear from Blossoms later. And they go, ears, ears. Right,
1: nine-year-old, how's he got an ear? Go,
2: kid, no ear. Done. Maybe that's the whole problem with the We've show. We
1: solved it. Two, three episodes. Yeah. And we sorted it out how the One Show works. Thank Christ. Well, we can stop now. No more of these. This is the last one. Can I mention
3: one more highlight? Which is you my can because this thing. is the.
1: Any other business end section. Okay, okay.
3: Can't. It's Eurovision this week, and that's why Rylan was on the show. Yeah. He's hosting the semi-final. Yeah, they're semi-finals of Eurovision, which I didn't know. Mm. And uh, Sarah Cox, who was sitting next to him, had previously done that gig, and they were talking about how fun uh, Eurovision is, and I think it's in Lisbon this year. Yeah, Sarah's like, oh, it's great. The whole city... Proper goes for it. She went, and they have like this whole Eurovision village and it's great. And she went, it's like the Olympics. And she clearly had a thought in her mind, which we all heard. And then she was halfway through saying it and then realized it was BBC One on seven in the evening and she would lose her, not lose her job, but get into a lot of trouble. It would be very much a Jimmy Carr on the one show moment. Yeah. She went, oh yeah, Eurovision. It's like the Olympics, but a lot more rainbow. Just say gay. <laughs> just say it's like a gay Olympics. It's the gay Olympics. Rainbow <laughs> isn't an adjective. Oh, yeah, it's very rainbow. Hey,
7: come with me, you're fitting the
6: case. It feels a bit like the Olympics, but like I a mean, lot more rainbow-flavoured and glitterier, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. more fabulous. But you
1: know what? What's so. Um, I just wanted to, because uh, as we've mentioned it, we should say what it was. Sarah Cox, right, is on that programme. Mm. There's any other business at the end. So she's on that, to, and we haven't t- touched upon this, but she's there to, to help farmers have sex.
2: Yeah. Okay, so she's... <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. well, you know, like, uh, farms, like, you know, they went to artificially inseminate animals. They have to, like, wank pigs off and mm. stuff, don't they? Well, Sherry Cox is basically that, but for people who work in farming. So there's a new show coming out where where farmers... She, she's like a dating... She's like Cilla Black for... Rural Cilla Black. R- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, she's So she's like, this... I don't know, I couldn't... I was staring at it and why have you done this? Mm. In what... Meeting Has someone gone, what can we do as a show? I know, farmers, right? They don't have uh, they're solitary life, that, isn't it? Dating farm. Let's matchmake farmer. Mm. Let's get Sarah Cox to do it. Why? Because she used to live on a farm. Now, you know what's happened. I didn't know she used to live on a farm. Someone in that meeting has gone, we need a, someone to present this yeah. shit idea for a show. Googling celebrities who have farm connections. Did you know Sarah Cox used to live on, a, grew up on a farm? No, ring her. Ring her agent now. And then she said this. They said, you used to live on a farm? And again, I learned something from that. I didn't know that. And then she said, "Oh yeah, it, it was my dream job." That's not her voice. It was my. I can't do it. Northern. Her, it was her dream job, and I'm thinking. So you you left your dream job of mucking out cows to go and present television and radio. If that's your dream job, go back and do it. So it's not. It's
3: fine. You've done it. Go back and do it. Why leave your dream job? Plenty more opportunity there, isn't there?
5: What you want to say about it, then give us the sort of the premise. So it's eight. The only problem is,
6: um, we describe them as rural romantics, and I can't say my R's very well, so that's <laughs> the only bad thing about okay. it. They're rural romantics. <laughs> so, eight people who were, uh, yeah, well,
4: it's not just farmers, you've got blacks, yeah, on there, so, yeah. Vets. We've got
6: lovely farrier we've got a great equine vet called Heather, who's yeah. young, gorgeous, yeah, amazing career. But it's really we'll end,
1: we'll end on, uh, I love Sarah Cox
3: uh, I do as well. I think she's the best presenter on radio, too. She absolutely isn't. So to
1: play us out uh, in the studio in the the one show show studio, will you please welcome? Although it's only going to be signed, you won't hear the band. that just signed. Playing us out in sign form. Blossoms.
3: I like blossoms like this. It's
1: better, <laughs> isn't it? Mm. Salamane. That's not the one they're doing. You just can't read sign. Like that. <laughs> <laughs>